Welcome to Calvin Has a Podcast. This is Calvin Freitas, and welcome to episode two. So, uh, you know, again, a big part of what I want to do with this podcast is to, you know, share stories, share things that I've learned through working at Amazon, through working at Microsoft on a recent short-term project, uh, you know, things that I've learned in my role as a principal front-end engineer at Vantage International, things I'm learning through my startup side hustle, where I'm a co-founder and the chief technical officer of Price Tempter. You know, got a lot of different things that I have done and am doing where, you know, I've, I've seen how some of the you know, most impactful technical organizations on the planet, you know, at Amazon, working on, you know, the site-wide UI framework, working on things like the product detail page, one of the most impactful pages on the Amazon website and in their app. You know, I've, I've seen and done a lot through that, and I want to share some of that perspective with you and, you know, tell stories and, you know, ultimately help you learn and hopefully give you some insights in you know, how to think about uh, business from the technical perspective and how technology supports businesses and helps business grow, businesses grow. And, uh, and also, you know, how to think about your career, how to think about leadership principles, how to go about the process of learning and doing and trying new things and you know, making yourself, you know, if you're an engineer like me, how to make you a better technologist and more impactful with the code and the architecture and the, the planning and processes and operations and you know all the different things that go into that. You know, once you get one layer up from just the basic coding, there's there's so much more that happens in building technical products, you know, whether that's a website or or an app or something very, very different. Uh, so, yeah, that's what this podcast is about. And uh, for today, you know, one of the things that I want to start with is talking a little bit about definitions. So, you know, my role and what I call myself as a software engineer is specifically a principal front end engineer. And so if, if you're not familiar with that, let's let's spell it out. Like, what does it mean to be a front end engineer? What does a front end engineer do? Uh, so I would say the most important thing that a front-end engineer does is they help write code and, and come up with the, the plan to deliver code in a website or in a mobile app that shows something to the user of that website and mobile app. That's about the simplest way to, to define it. And yeah, and that's, that's, that's the summary. So as a front-end engineer at Amazon, for example, you know, I built components like buttons. I built features like, hey, rate this page, rate this thing that you are looking at in this specific application. That was some of the things I did, you know, literally in my first month at Amazon when I was originally a contractor. Um, kind of fast forward that nine years to the end of my time there, and I was spending time defining hey, here is an optimization we can make to the user experience to improve the customer's perception of how they experience this part of this page. And let's come up with a way to write that code to you know, make it efficient, to make the user experience very pleasing, to help uh, you know, just keep the customer engaged and you know, make, make them have a better experience so that you know, ultimately it will help uh, 
in, in that case, a lot of the metrics are about, you know, getting people to purchase more. Um, but then there's also aspects of, you know, you know, just any action that will enhance something that the business is trying to do and helping the business growing. Um, so, you know, so through that nine years, a lot of different things as a front end engineer that I was able to work on. Uh, so as I mentioned, you know, all the way from buttons to bigger level user experience considerations. Uh, but now I've said the terms, you know, user interface, which is UI, user experience, which is UX, talked about those a couple times here. So like, let's define what that means a little bit more too, and take it from, uh, an idea that might be a little bit abstract in your mind to, to something that's a little bit more uh, succinct and, and better defined. So I think one of the best ways to think about user interface, if you're talking about software, computers, technology, you know, probably the simplest way to think about that is, you know, it's where the code meets the glass. Uh, so if you're talking about a laptop, and you know somebody's looking at a website in their browser, uh, the user interface is the thing that shows up in the browser window that people are interacting with. You know, tapping, clicking on links, scrolling, you know, moving through pages. Um, so the user interface would be you know, a singular page uh, or a singular, singular view in that browser window. And then when you're thinking about user experience though, that's more about the overall, you know, it's, it's feelings to, to some degree. There's a psychological aspect of it. It's like, how does using this site, how does using this feature make the customer feel? Uh, and, you know, what, what is their process that they're working through to do the thing that they came to your site and your application to do? Um, so, you know, if they're ordering a product, for example, you know, there's searching, discovering, finding what they're looking for, there's gathering information, reviewing details, and then making a decision about, you know, whether to buy or not, and then going through that process of, uh, you know, adding it to the cart, purchasing it, getting it delivered to them. And if you're thinking about something like a product life cycle, there's, there's a really long kind of user experience arc from beginning to end. And that's when you're thinking about a singular purchase. So, so there's that really high level view of things, uh, but there's, there's also just, you know, very, the very small interactions. And, you know, that could be things like, like what's, what does the hover look like you know, and this is again, if you're on a laptop, if you hover over a button, what does that button look like? If you click on the button, what does that button look like? Those are all parts of the user experience, but those contribute to this much bigger view of the user experience where it's like pretty much any interaction that user has with your site or app. Uh, and, and it could overarch many different features, many different pages, views, and you know, things in the real world as well. Uh, so the the product example that we're talking about, you know, when you order it, somebody brings it to your house uh, or your apartment, uh, you know, wherever you're living, uh, or if it's at your work, if you still go to a physical office, you know, there's products that get delivered. So there's there's a real world piece of this too. So I think user experience, you know, don't think of it as just what's going on directly with the code and what the user's touching there. Um, but there's there's this much bigger view of it too. 
Uh, something that I would also recommend thinking about is, you know, think about user experience from a non-digital perspective also. Like there, there are real world user experiences that happen every day. And because of the way the terms user interface and user experience work, oftentimes we'll just be thinking about that as what's happening on, on a device, um, on a device with a screen even. But uh, you know, look, look at products like voice assistants, you know, whether, whether you're talking about Siri or Alexa or, or any of the other ones, uh, when you're interacting with a voice assistant, that is a user interface. And it happens to be activated by your voice and things happen based on you or, or somebody else speaking to a device. Uh, so whether that's your phone or you've got a, a physical a voice assistant sitting in your home, you know, that's a user interface. Okay. I would also argue, though, that you, know, you can move it completely away from digital. Move it completely away from digital. A t-shirt in itself can be a user interface. You, the human who puts on the t-shirt, you're the user. The interface is the shirt, the fabric, the cloth, the texture, you know, what, what, whatever all goes into that item. And, so there, there, and there's different aspects of that even. Like, how does it fold up? How does it sit in your drawer? How does it hang in your closet? Well, those, those are elements of the user experience of a t-shirt uh, or, or a more formal shirt, you know, a polo or, or a dress or any type of garment. Um, and you know, there's, there's things that go into that too. Like, is it, is it about fashion? Is it about looking good? Um, is it about, you know, conveying a message? Like, are you, are you wearing a brand logo on your shirt because you like that brand because you find it comfortable because it's cool and trendy? Uh, you know, that all contributes to, to a user interface and user experience. And even something as simple as a t-shirt also, you know, there's, interactions with people around you. And if you're wearing that around your, your house, well, what is, what does your cat think of your t-shirt? You know, probably not very much, probably doesn't think about it at all. What does your spouse think about your t-shirt? You know, that, that, that's an element of the user experience. I mean, you're, you're wearing it and you're affecting the perceptions of the people around you. Uh, so I would challenge you to think about UI and user experience, not just limiting it to websites and mobile applications, but, you know, think about that with, real life, everyday things. And, and, and that's why UI and user experience is so important. It's not just about the screen. It's not just about the website to the web application. It gets into everything you do, which when you start thinking about things in that mindset too, like you know, as an engineer or, or if you're somebody that owns some user experience from a business or a product perspective, you're going to start to think about how could this be optimized? How could this be better? You know, how can I make the ordering process of a chicken sandwich more efficient? Um, well, some chicken sandwich places have really great chicken sandwich ordering processes because they spend a lot of time thinking about how that can be optimized as well as getting data understanding customer behavior and understanding how changes that they make to their process impacts those behaviors and helps affect the bottom line metrics that they care about, that they want to grow, like the number of chicken sandwiches that they sell, the number of cars that they get through the drive-through, the number of people that they get into and through the store if, if it's open or uh, as an alternative to you know them being open, a lot of it's switching to like how do you optimize your mobile delivery processes? Uh, I think there's a lot of things to think about even 
even in other real world applications that, you know, somebody's sitting around thinking about that stuff for, for any major business. There's somebody thinking about those experiences, how to optimize them. And from a business perspective, how to make more money. Cause that's, that's a lot of what it comes down to when you're running a business. That's one of the bigger end goals. You can have other missions and views and plans and things that you try to do. Um, but if you're not making money, if you're not paying your bills and if there's no profit in it, then then the business is going to fall apart and not be able to keep doing whatever its other missions and visions and goals happen to be. So, yeah, from, so that, that goes from talking about front-end engineering. So we talked about user interfaces and user experiences, talked a little bit about how that looks in both digital and the physical space. So I hope that's some helpful perspective and gives you some, some ways to think about things differently than you might have otherwise thought about things before. And with that, we will call it a wrap for Calvin Has a Podcast Episode 2. Feel free to reach out to me by email, calvin at hasapodcast.com. Thank you very much.